Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. We've been on hiatus for quite some time because I've been dealing with some personal family issues and uh, losing the losing my grandma. We had the passing of my grandmother. So I've been, you know, spending some time with family. But moving forward now, getting back on the horse, we did a lot of revamping of the show and especially a lot of uh, upgrades to the audio. So moving forward now, uh, we're going to be bringing in the show weekly again and getting back into the swing of things. So joining us for today's episode will be Carolina Teague. Uh, we're also going to be joined by Rudy Campos Jr. of Sweep the League. And we're also going to be joined by Wesley Perkins. And we're going to be talking about Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. Uh, basically, we already know what happened. The Toronto Raptors went on to beat the Golden State Warriors, the favorites to win it all. Uh, unfortunately for the Warriors, they kind of fell apart. Injuries took hold of them. They lost Kevin Durant, you know, and they just never were the same after that. And then they lost uh, Clay Thompson as well. And, you know, unfortunately for him, he has a torn ACL now. But regardless of that, you know, the Raptors showed that they were the better team and they went on to beat the Golden State Warriors in six games. So it looks like uh, Masai Ujiri's gamble paid off for the Toronto Raptors as they are now the NBA champions. So I know we're Spurs fans here. They have a lot of mixed emotions. You know, one of those is, should they be happy for Kawhi Leonard or are they still going to despise him? Me on my on my end, I, I really don't care because at this point, I didn't really have a dog in this fight. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi was always a good player regardless of how everybody felt about him. So in my opinion, I'm, you know, I really don't care. I'm not going to congratulate the guy, but, I, you know, we'll just see what happens next season. I moved on. You know, I'm not going to be throwing shade and be, and be salty all the time. Just, I really just doesn't bother me. I don't really care either way. But our, our friend here, Carolina Teague, wrote an interesting article about the salty Spurs fans and how they're still throwing shade at, at Kawhi Leonard. But how should how should fans feel, uh, Carolina? Should they still be salty or should they be happy for him? They should not feel salty. My article was about a lot of Spurs fans I noticed on Twitter, on Facebook, just in general, were congratulating Danny Green and conveniently leaving out Kawhi Leonard, the strongest player on the Raptors, obviously because they have a feeling towards Kawhi Leonard and what happened last year, all the drama that occurred between him and the Spurs organization. But if you read my article, you know, towards the end, I give my assessment and I say, you know, there's no reason that Spurs fans should be upset. They shouldn't be salty because they were clearly salty. And um, I think that they shouldn't be. The Spurs are going to be a great team this year. Hopefully, you know, DeJounte Murray's coming back. He's healthy. Lottie Walker's going to be there. They have two uh, first-round draft picks to work with. So I think that they are in a good spot. They're a younger, fresher team. And then, of course, you have uh, Coach Popovich, and they've been consistent in the playoffs for 22 years in a row. So I feel like they are in good hands, and there's absolutely nothing to be worried about and to be acting, you know, so upset that Kawhi Leonard won a ring. I mean, truth be told, he did help the San Antonio Spurs win a ring. So there's absolutely no reason for them to feel like that. And they should uh, just wish him the best and, and move forward. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, though, you know, because this is the thing. I don't think any any fan here in San Antonio or around the NBA can discount Kawhi Leonard as a player and, and what he can do on the court. He's an amazing athlete. I think what really upsets fans and what's, what leaves a bad taste 
in all the Spurs fans' mouth is the way that he left. You know, it's kind of funny that now that he's over in Toronto, where he he was near the end of the season, they're going into, you know, the, the NBA NBA finals, and all of a sudden they can talk about things now. You know, you had his uncle come out and, and say some things about what went down. And then post-game, you have Kawhi Leonard talking about, you know, what happened. Oh, people really didn't think I was... They, they really didn't believe me when I said I was injured and this and that. Why couldn't you all say something when you were here in San Antonio? Spurs fans were waiting for you all to say anything. They had they, they just had their lips sealed. Then all of a sudden, you, you move to Toronto. Now you can talk a lot. To me, that just... Why say anything at this point? The Spurs aren't talking. So why should Kawhi and his uncle say anything at all? Just be happy that you're in the... NBA Finals, you're, you're, you're playing for a championship. Obviously, you won the NBA championship and just move forward for, with that. You know, there, there shouldn't be any talk about, oh, people didn't really believe me, you know, throwing shade or saying anything to me. It's just it's just frivolous. It's just throwing shade to throw shade, trying to clear your name. You didn't have to do all that. You won a cha- championship. You showed you could still play at a high level, you know, that you let your game speak for you. But unfortunately, you still have to keep moving your mouth. And it's like, if you couldn't say anything when you were here in San Antonio, then why open your mouth and say anything when you're in in Toronto? You know, to me, that's just why Spurs fans are so upset. So that's just my two cents. My opinion on that is that what, like I said, also in the article as well, the Spurs fans, obviously, they wanted an answer. What was going on between the Spurs organization and Kawhi Leonard? But if you look at how Kawhi Leonard is in general, or just how he was publicly back then, even up until recently, he's always been a private person. He's never been really an outspoken media guy. He's always kept things behind the scenes and under wraps. And I believe that's what he was doing in his time with San Antonio. He wanted to keep things between him and the Spurs organization only. He came out in March of 2018 when all this was going down. And he said, I, I want to be a Spur. I love San Antonio and I plan on being, you know, keeping my career here. And I truly believe that he genu- genuinely at the time still wanted to be a Spur But of course, things went bad behind the scenes and he was obviously traded to Toronto and he he stayed quiet. The only thing he ever said publicly was, I want to be a Spur forever. And that still wasn't good enough for anybody because I guess people want a whole statement from somebody who doesn't speak a lot and isn't a social person in general. So I'm not sure why. I mean, I understand why Spurs fans got upset because when you're being fed things through the media from one side, you're obviously going to formulate your opinion based off what's being given to you and the things that you have available to you. Plus he sat out during the playoffs. So that doesn't look better too. I think he wanted to stay a spur until things got really bad. And the Spurs started going public with their, you know, I guess disagreements with him. And I think that's when he basically essentially, yes, he did quit on the team. And I think that's when it got really ugly. Um, so now that he's traded and he's with Toronto and he's successful and he's doing a good job and he's winning, it's not like he's coming out of nowhere and talking about the Spurs just because he's being questioned about them and he's being giving an honest answer. And so is the uncle. And I think that what he's saying 
is the truth. Um, even though it's kind of, I don't know, all over the place. I think that he's being truthful with what really happened. I think the reason why he's talking about it now is because he's no longer with the Spurs and it's all water on the bridge, essentially. But I do think that he was hurt with that whole situation. And I think the Spurs were too. It was just bad on both sides. And I think that they both messed up. Yeah, true enough. But, you know, again, it's everybody has entitled to their opinion. And that's, I think that's why at the end of the day, Spurs fans are going to feel a certain way about him. You know, it's unfortunate the way things went down between not just him, but also the organization as well, because they dropped the ball and on occasion too, because instead of just letting things speculate, they could have also said and held a press conference and say, look, simply we're just shutting him down for the rest of the season. He's injured. We look forward to him rehabbing and we're going to put him back in the lineup uh, possibly next season if he's ready to go and just leave it at that. You know, so there was there was there was both there was wrong on both sides. You know, it's just an unfortunate situation because they did lose one of their better players. It's sad. It makes me really, really sad. And I understand why Spurs fans are upset that he won the first year out. It's it's a really sad situation, but they have nothing to be sad about. I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Don't you agree? I don't know. Let's go ahead and get somebody else's opinion here. Let's see what Rudy has to say. I know Rudy's been chomping at the bit to to say something. So, Rudy, let us have it, man. What do, what do you think? Should Spurs fans feel happy for the quitter, or should they commend him? Yeah, pretty much. You know, as far as Spurs fans go, they can do whatever they want. They can cheer for Kawhi. They can bash Kawhi. They can wish him death. They can wish him to stay alive forever. I don't really care. It's their opinion. I just know for a fact in the Twitter world that if you support Kawhi Leonard in any small way – you get banned from certain uh, Spurs homers, which I've already been banned a few times because I said to me it doesn't matter what happens with Kawhi. He's a basketball player. He's a hell of a basketball player. Probably the best player in the league. So I respect his game. Yeah. I don't like what happened in San Antonio, but I do respect the man's game. He went out, won a title. Props to him. But that's where I draw the line because after he won that title, he became a giant a-hole is what, he, what I saw. <laughs> And when you are on the press conf, when you're at the press conference and basically you give, you know, zero credit to where you came from. And the one comment that I do remember, you know, very importantly in my head is when he said that he's finally with a coach that is on the same page with him to get that Larry O'Brien trophy. I mean, you're talking about Nick Nurse, who wouldn't have won anything if not for him against Pop, who's already won four times before him. So that that's when I started to get a little more hatred for Kawhi. And then after today's parade and hearing what was going on uh, between Kawhi and then also with uh, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Too. Yeah, yeah, just stuff like that. It's, it's like, you know what? You want the Spurs fans to get over stuff. You need to do the exact same thing. Get over it. Just let it go. You want a title. Enjoy it. Have fun. You're a title. You know, you're – a two-time champion, two-time MVP. Who gives a crap about what happened last year? Exactly, with the Spurs? Let man. it go. Yeah. Just let it go. You're a champion, you know, so man. That, you're an NBA champ. Yeah. Just, you know, be happy. You, you should be you should be happy you're an NBA champ. And see, the thing with that is it just brings a lot more hatred towards him. And that's stuff that he he doesn't really want. I mean, we already hated the guy for what happened. Now you're just adding more fuel to the fire. And as far as the whole thing goes, I'm going to get criticized big time, but who cares? I am I am a firm believer that is it's 
more of the Spurs' fault until they come out and say something. Because with them being too quiet and not saying anything, just being silent, makes me feel that they are the ones that screwed this whole thing up royally. So that's what I'm going to say on that. But yeah, as far as Kawhi supporting him, support him all you want. I respect the guy's game. I'm going to watch him play. I don't have to cheer for him, but I'm still going to respect the guy's game. Yeah, I respect his game. You know, I'm just not, he's not just, he's just not one of my favorite players because of the way things unfolded. You know, maybe at some time I'll be ready to forgive and forget and move on. But I'm like my friend, Chris Duell. I'm not ready yet, man. So leave me alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. you know so let's go ahead and get wesley's opinion wesley what do you think about the toronto raptors winning their first nba championship should spurs fans be happy for Kawhi? Or are you happy for Kawhi? um okay well first off let me say this um two incredibly good points you know from uh rudy and, and carolina's article carolina what a great article um so much good stuff in there i i, I think Though, that really, I was at the point of time watching the finals where I was almost over the whole, you know, you know, spurned kind of thing, just watching Kawhi do his thing and watching the Raptors kind of dismantled the Warriors, although, albeit the Warriors' injuries had a lot to do with that too. But, um, you know, I almost started to feel a little bit happy for Kawhi. I hate to say it, and that's going to be very unpopular. Uh, but then, as we just said, then he went on the gotcha, you know, tirade there at the end and and you know that's where i think it's hard for spurs fans to to get over this and um with respect to, to what carolina was saying earlier uh i you know i've i've been around introverted people my whole life uh, I've, I've taught people that are, that have a tough time with speaking with their own voice or they're just private and they like to be you know in in their own um place but i, I gotta tell you this when he was here he's a 27 year old man uh and you're in a business and if you're a person in a business that's been developed and has a, a you know a multi-million dollar contract uh to play for a team for numerous years you don't let your uncle talk for you uh you, you just don't do that and you know i i can that's the one part of that argument I, I just don't buy is you know quiet or not tim duncan was a quiet person tim duncan did he, he loathed absolutely loathed hated the spotlight but when the time came tim duncan would stand there and, and tell you what needed to be told and and and, and whatnot now is there fault on both sides of the coin absolutely 100 percent, there is you know um the spurs screwed up obviously you know if if what Kawhi felt when he left here was that he was being treated unfairly that's his feelings he's entitled to those feelings if he felt like his body was hurt in a certain way he's entitled to those feelings that's what he feels and i think that's where spurs fans get it wrong and carolina is absolutely right is that you know, Spurs fans wishing for him to do poorly or for him to still be injured down the road. That That's just dumb. Uh, you know, I, I can't think think of something like that. You never wish ill on people in that respect. Um, to be understa understandably upset about how this all came about. And then after the finals is over, watching Kawhi have that gotcha moment like a five-year-old. That really, to me, was the moment where it said two things to me. Number one. Kawhi Leonard is still not over the hurt. He's still not over the hurt from the Spurs. Number two, he's not invested in the Raptors at all. Would he be sitting there if, if it were at any other team, if you're in L.A. with the Clippers or the Lakers, would he be sitting there talking about the Spurs and what they did to him on a finals podium after he just won an MVP and they won a title? Uh, I don't think so. I just feel like a lot of that says that right then and there, 
this is my chance finally to get this off my chest because I'm still thinking about the Spurs. I'm still thinking about how much it bothered me. And I'm finally going to say something now that I can kind of smear it in and, and rub it into your face. Yeah, that that's just uncalled for. Yeah, so speaking of things that are uncalled for, it's going to be a segue leading us into our next segment here. We had Van Fleet from the Toronto Raptors because the Raptors had their parade today. So he goes out there and he has, you know, he's live streaming, I guess, on Instagram. And he says, basically, while the parade's going on, Kawhi's right behind him or across from him. And he's like, F pop. Dude, again, why do you all have to say anything? You're in the middle of a parade. You're, you should be enjoying this moment. Why are the Spurs on your mind, especially Coach Pop? And you got to wonder, why is he saying that? Somebody has to tell him something that happened maybe behind the scenes for him to even have an inkling to put Coach Pop in his mouth like that and say, F Pop. No, dude, F you for just being an obnoxious, little, insignificant ant, dude. I mean, you should be enjoying this parade instead of trying to throw shade at an organization or a situation that you have nothing, you know, to even, you know, open your mouth about. This didn't happen to him. Yeah, it happened to your teammate, but you're not, you were never part of this organization. You weren't part of what went down. You just need to shut your mouth up, sit down, go over there, enjoy the parade, have a good time, and don't worry about what the Spurs are doing, you know? So, that was my thing. That just that right there just upset me because it's uncalled for. Again, why would he say that unless somebody had opened their mouth and said something, you know? So given that, let's go ahead and get Carolina's take. What did you think about that that comment from Van Fleet? Um, so I was on Twitter and I said that uh, what Van Fleet said about Pop saying F Pop, I felt like that was very rude and disrespectful and unnecessary. And I stated that he's going to receive his karma. So that got really popular really fast. And um, I discovered through Raptors fans that it wasn't actually Van Fleet or Van Fleet. Keep saying Van Fleet. Van Fleet who said that. It was actually his friend. But nonetheless, even if it was the friend, he kept the live video up. There's a mute button. He didn't put the mute button on the live video. I think he co-signed what the friend was. They all co-signed essentially what this friend was saying. And I do believe that it was really wrong of them to say that. First of all, they don't even know Pop, right? Who knows Pop there besides Kawhi Leonard? Nobody. So for them to just run their mouth at a championship when they're on a boat or float and you should be throwing beads and cheering and talking to your fans and just enjoying and basking in your championship and you're gonna turn around and be drunk and all you can think about is coach popovich who by the way isn't you know the type of person that to me you could just say f him to because i don't think he's that type of guy who does things maliciously. I think he's a great coach and his track record shows that. So for some nobody to sit there and say that and for it to be sensationalized to me, that was wrong on all levels. It was disrespectful. It was tacky. And it goes back to the fact what Wesley said earlier, 
they're still not over the hurt that the Spurs put Kawhi Leonard through. So it's obvious that there's still hurt there and he needs to let it go or they need to have a solution because there's hurt on both sides. But I think it was definitely wrong for him to say F-pop. That was unnecessary. And I don't I don't think anybody should ever say that because personally, I love Greg Popovich. So if you're going to sit there and run your mouth about him, I'm going to have something to say. You have to pull off your earrings. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pull out my earrings. I don't have like he doesn't have to do anything. Like I will handle it for him. So that's that's how I feel about that. Oh man, we're gonna have to bust out the the Vaseline and the razor blades because you yep. know Carolina's hood, man. She's gonna she got something the, for him. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Y'all have my bail money. Y'all will bail me out. So I'm not tripping. <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe for you, man. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, maybe you could do you could do like go live stream or something. You know, when we're bailing you out, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hold my phone. I got uh... a phone right here. (laughs) Yeah, y'all could bail me out of jail, so I'm down. It's whatever. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and go get your take now, Wesley. Um, What did you think about the comments? You know, regardless of who said them, was Van Fleet or his friend or what have you? I mean. Those comments, they have no place being on social media, especially uh, against uh, a tenured po- coach like Coach Popovich, who is uh, a five-time NBA champion. So what what did you think about these comments? How did it make you feel? Oh, it's a classless move. You know, I mean, again, for somebody who has nothing to do with that situation, it, it just it's, it's infuriating uh, as somebody who just hears that and you know, you look at the city of Toronto and, and what a joyous time this is for them. And and really, to, to go a little bit out for a second on this, Toronto kind of did this in a Spurs kind of fashion. I mean, they drafted people that are on that team that are main that are now their mainstays. They brought in some people that are, you know, maybe some older veteran types like a Mark Gasol. And um, then, of course, they got really fortunate in the trade that they did and they made with Kawhi and uh, and so, and they took down a super team. You should be in your first opportunity in the finals, like the Spurs were in '99. Excited, happy, all about it, all about the city, all about celebrating with your community. And instead, you mar it by having that type of classless act and that, that you know that fu vibe. That that's just it's uncalled for. Uh, you know, I, I look at this and say, you know, Van Vliet was is even like Carolina said, even if he's not the one that said it. The fact is, is that you're responsible for your social media. Um, I every single day, uh, anything that I post anywhere, I know that there's a line that could easily be crossed, and and I know that. And there's something that you have to do as a professional to always make sure that you are the one in charge of your account, that you're the one that's, that's doing the things that are necessary. And it would have been very simple just to push mute, have some of that being not played. They can say whatever they want to, um, but you know, in this world, in this age. That's not going to stay silent, and as we know, it's spreading and it's viral at this at this moment. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I think, you know, again, why are these guys continually wanting to talk about things other than the title that they just brought, the first basketball title in the place that created yeah. basketball? For goodness' sake, think the fans I mean, at least. You know, thing. think the fans. You know, give stuff to the fans if you have something to give to them, beads or what have you. You know, go out and yeah. give somebody a high five or. Something, man, other than yeah. just, you know, like you like you said, to be spreading a message of of hate, you know, in that in that regards, they're, they're, you're, you're celebrating yeah. a time that should be remembered for for what it is bringing this well, NBA championship to a country, not even just yeah. a city, a whole country. You know, that's different. Yeah. 
think about it this way too. And this is like Carolina, Rudy, Joe, all of us think about when the Cleveland Cavaliers won, um, not too long ago, you know, it was the massive, the most massive parade you've ever seen. I mean, I heard people say they were there, uh, say that it was like the largest crowd they'd ever seen. And there was no, no way to get around the city streets, but you saw those players really, really get in with the fans. You saw that it was a joyous occasion. I don't know how y'all felt, but I just didn't feel that. I mean, I did feel like there was some celebrating going on, but it was kind of marred by those comments. You know, obviously, I, I hope and pray for those people that were involved in that shooting. That's awful. But, you know, it just there's just so many little things where this just doesn't feel quite like they were involving their fans and when they could have. Yeah, it was a, an allure or, or of, of arrogance almost, you know, like there was this like these players were not really fully comprehending what was going on. It could be because of their age and it could be because for most of them, this is their first time winning an NBA championship. So this experience is new to them. But regardless, you know, it happened. So we're going to go ahead and now get a Rudy's reaction. What did you think, Rudy? Cause I know how you get, so let us have it, man. Yeah. I, no, no, I can't, I can't repeat what I had on Twitter. So <laughs> I, this is a family show. So. Um, you know, it's Fred Van Fleet. Come on. I mean, this is his first title. This is going to be his only time in the sun because Kawhi is not going to be there after this season. You're losing your GM. He's going to probably end up being in Washington because they're going to sign him for like 10 mil a year. You're not going to have the same team. So, of course, he's going to go out of his way, say some stuff. And, you know, if if you really do hear the uh, hear the uh, audio, it is Fred Van Fleet that said that. It's not his friend. It really was him. His voice, he's talking in the beginning. It's a distinct voice. You can really tell it's him. I will, you know, I'm going to just say that it really was him in my opinion. I don't think it's his friend. I think he's trying to put shade on his friend so that way he doesn't get the blame for it because he is an NBA player and all that good stuff. But again, I'm just going to reiterate something here. Fred Van Fleet takes the opportunity to shine in the sun, to talk a lot of sheet, only because they won the title and Here's my thing. You won the title against a depleted Warriors team, a Warriors team where if you had a healthy Kevin Durant, you had a healthy Klay Thompson. I seriously doubt your ass is sitting on that bus with a championship trophy. So, yes, you won the title. Congratulations. By all means, congratulations. Just enjoy the moment. Like I've said with Kawhi Leonard, enjoy the moment. You're a champion. You have done something that what? Other teams have not done this season. You are number one. You are the top team. Don't be picking on the Spurs. Who cares about Coach Pop? Who cares about San Antonio? Let it go. You know, Elsa said it best. Let it go. And <laughs> these guys are just, they're just mind boggled about what happened to San Antonio. Yeah. And and then you got, you know, Danny Green coming out with his Johnny Bravo haircut. No, that was, like, know, a Derek, that that was like a Derek White haircut, man. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, he's doing what he wants to do. He was having fun. Mark Gasol was having fun. Kyle Lowry was enjoying the moment because you know what? Kyle Lowry understands he may never get here again. But, you know, you have these uh, these chicken S guys that are just talking smack, Kawhi being one of them, now Fred Van Fleet. It, it's just horrible, man. The league doesn't need that. And, you know, the way that they acted also kind of represents the way the city of Toronto acted by having that shooting at the parade, too. So... It was just a it was just a chaotic mess today in Toronto. But hey, your champions! Congratulations! It'll never happen again. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry that you know all can that I, stuff happened to those can people I add today. One more thing? Yeah, go ahead. 
<laughs> okay, I, I uh, here's something that just popped in my head while you were talking. If it was Fred Van Bleed's friend, why didn't and it's all over the internet now, right? Why didn't he come out and tweet that was my friend, not me? That's not how I feel because that's how he feels. Yeah, so he doesn't care. So exactly. obviously he feels the same way as the friend did, even if it was the friend. So everybody's garbage. Whoever was on that live, trash. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, I, I'm, I feel bad for the people who were involved in that shooting at that parade. You know, it says that there were four people shot, you know, three people were arrested. Uh, thank God that, you know, four people suffered non-life-threatening injuries uh, during that shooting on Monday. Uh, it could have been a lot worse, especially when you have a, a crowd of people that are gathered and everybody's in close proximity to each other, you know, so it could have been a lot worse. I'm, I'm just glad that nobody lost their lives during this momentous occasion, which should be, you know, graced with happiness and people celebrating the, the, the country's first NBA title. You know, just it was just a bad day, you know, something that, that should have been joy, a joyous occasion turned into something that was just horrible. So, you know, prayers for those people who were involved in that shooting and I hope they caught the people who, who shot, you know, in, into the crowd and all that were involved, you know, so prayers going out to them. Uh, but moving on to our, our other segment here, we had a, a trade go down. You know, the Pelicans, they went ahead and traded, finally traded Anthony Davis to the Los Angeles Lakers. And the Lakers basically traded away their future. You know, they lost uh, a, lo a lot of their young core. I mean, they got rid of everyone from... Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, they got rid of the forward Brandon Ingram. Um, they got rid of their, uh, uh, was it first round draft? Three first round draft picks, including number four uh, in the upcoming draft that will be happening this Thursday. So they're gambling that just much like, you know, Masai Ujiri did for the Raptors. They're gambling that, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to work out. And I guess the Lakers are going to you know, miraculously be able to get out of this six-year drought and return to the NBA playoffs. And from what I was hearing on the Ford and Letter uh, networks today and all over, you know, these big, big name networks in the morning shows is the Los Angeles Lakers are now favored to win the NBA championship. To me, that is just an asinine statement. You know, they showed what they did with the plethora of talent, especially in LeBron James last season. And now because you got one extra player and you're missing a, a core of your young players that were actually quite promising, you're going to be the favors. You're going to be favorite to win the NBA championship. I, you can't put a crown on somebody before they've even started the season. That's the thing with, in my opinion. So how, how did you feel about this trade, Caroline? Do you think it's good for the Los Angeles Lakers or do you think that they're going to be any better or you think they're going to make the playoffs? I mean, how are you feeling? I think that the only way to possibly determine if the Lakers are going to be great next season determines on who Rob Palenka drafts for, you know, this team. They obviously, to me, they gave up a lot of, you know, the whole farm, but a lot of people feel like they didn't. And the big question that a lot of people are, you know, hoping hoping for for the Lakers is if they're going to get Kemba Walker because he's the biggest free agent that's coming up um, to be, you know, to be selected by a new team. So that could be, you know, something that 
Rob Palenka has to solidify if he's going to have a strong team. I think a Walker-Davis-LeBron combination is going to be pretty lethal, but it just depends on who he selects. I'm not sure if they're going to win. I think whoever wrote that article or whoever said that said it extremely prematurely. It has yet to be determined if, you know, the GM can make those decisions like that. And I don't know much about him, but given his track record, I don't trust him. Exactly. He's always prone to injury. You know, that's the thing. I've yet to see him complete a whole season without him going down with some type of injury. So I'm going right. to go ahead and segue over here because I know we're kind of running out of time. So I'm going to go ahead and give you two minutes, Rudy. How do you feel about this Lakers-Pelicans trait? That was a horrible trait for the Lakers. Absolutely horrible. Uh, New Orleans is going to be a much better team before the L.A. Lakers are. Uh, right now, New Orleans is still in negotiations to trade uh, the number four pick and Brandon Ingram to Washington for Bradley Beal. That just makes them even that much more stronger. As far as the Lakers go, you have five players under under contract right now. That'd be Kyle Kuzma, uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and two other guys who are not even worth mentioning. So to be honest, say you go get a Kemba Walker, you go get a Kyrie Irving, or you know what? Say you go get a Kawhi Leonard. You've got Yes, three of the top players in the league on your team, but who the hell is going to come in and sit and, you know, give them a break? I mean, you've already got two guys, in fact, three guys if you get Kawhi Leonard that are injury prone. Anthony Davis has not been he's not been not injured uh, in a long time. LeBron had that very serious injury last season. Kawhi, we all know he's got hammy issues and he's guaranteed to sit down at least 20 25 games a year. So this means that the L.A. Lakers gave up their entire future for what? For a chance to win now? A one-year rental. they make the playoffs. They got a one-year rental. Yeah, it's rental. a one-year rental because Anthony Davis hasn't even committed to an extension. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is a bad move by the Lakers. Rob Palinka is a total moron. I mean, <laughs> he looked, you know, he's just, he's dumb. Jeannie Buss, I don't really blame her on anything because, you know, as owners, they kind of just sit back and don't do anything unless their name is Jerry Jones. They kind of just sit back and chill. So, yeah, I mean, overall, the Lakers, it was a horrible trade. I don't think they're going to do much this season. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They may be a top four team, but they're not going to win the title. I don't see them winning the title ever, to be honest with you. I am I am siding with LeVar Ball. It was the biggest mistake in L.A.'s. Uh, franchise. I guarantee Laker history, they the biggest the mistake in Laker history. You heard it here from the exactly. mouth of Rudy Campos. You can follow him at Sweep the League. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. <laughs> All these people are going to be coming at you now. I, yeah. I'm just like giving you a hard time. I love it. Let them. Let them. <laughs> oh, how do you feel, Wesley? What do you think about this trade between the Pelicans and Lakers? You got two minutes, my friend. Well, it's kind of like the uh, heavyweight title fight, right? With the big upset. Uh, they're kind of swinging wildly and, uh, hoping to connect and you know if they do they could win a title and if they don't then uh obviously more often than not the the uh the teams that have been built and do better as has been proven over time draft and, and develop is the way to go uh it, it, the pelicans won this hands down uh the, the future for the pelicans especially if they can turn these picks into something great i mean you're talking about three first round picks you gutted the la lakers and i don't care what happens in the next year or two even if L.A. wins a title or two, they're going to come down to about three or four years from now and have zero in the cupboard. Uh, and to me, that's where they look, They should have looked at this and said, hey, LeBron is at the end of his career too. Uh, Anthony Davis hasn't been out of the first round. I mean, so you pattern that, put somebody else in there, what's the guarantee? 
there, there's nothing here. I, I just feel like New Orleans just reinvigorated that franchise. Yep, I agree with you. You know, the Pelicans came out as the winners in this trade, so their future looks bright. Unfortunately for the Lakers, they're putting all their chips based on, you know, in one basket and Antonio da and, and, and <laughs> Anthony Davis <laughs> for a one-year rental, and we don't know what's really going to happen beyond that. So moving on to our last segment of this uh, Two Shots podcast, I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to ask you a question, Carolina Teague, and I want you to enlighten me. You, you let me know what you really think about this. The NBA draft is coming up. Spurs notoriously don't make any moves. They always stand pat. This year they have the 19th, 29th, and I believe the 49th pick in the NBA draft. Now we have two years left on DeMar DeRozan's contract. There's been rumors swirling. Spurs are shopping him around. He's on the trading block. They're, you know, looking to maybe, you know, offload him and get some something in return for him before he hits uh, the free agent market next summer. If the Spurs shop him around and, and possibly can move up and get maybe a top 10 pick for DeMar DeRozan, a first round pick, should they pull that trigger or should they just keep DeMar DeRozan? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Based on what I've seen in his history, I don't believe DeMar DeRozan's a guy who's going to get his back to the promised land. I, I really don't. So that's just my opinion. But moving forward, what do you think the Spurs should do, Carolina? What do I think the Spurs should do? Um, I think that they should – well, here's what they're going to do. They're probably not going to trade him because, like you said, they're notorious for not trading their players. And I agree with you. I don't see DeMar DeRozan taking it to the top only because he is good offensively, but I feel like sometimes he struggles when it comes to both sides of the ball. But um, I do feel like he is going to stay with the Spurs. And I think uh, the good thing about him staying with the Spurs is that DeJounte Murray is going to be coming back and Lonnie Walker. To me, DeJounte Murray is really good defensively, and he may pick up the slack that they – that that DeMar DeRozan lacks. However, I don't think that they can make it to the championship with DeMar DeRozan. That's wh exactly why the Raptors got rid of him in exchange for Kawhi Leonard. But I think that if they were to trade up, um, there's rumors that they're, they could be trading up for other players. And I don't know. I just feel like they're not going to, I don't think they're gonna trade him. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But if they get it, <laughs> they, they also have two. They also have two first round picks. I think yeah. that they make really solid picks every time they make picks. You know, for the Spurs, I think they always have good picks. So I think that they're gonna be not trading him. They're gonna keep him there. He's a loyal player. He wants to stay with the Spurs. Obviously, um, he doesn't like to move around, as that's been historically told with him. He wanted to stay with the Raptors forever, but I don't think that if they keep him around I don't think that they're gonna get a championship and that's just me being honest so their best bet would be to trade him so yeah, get something know. for him right in other words try to get something for him before you get nothing for him you know yeah you could say it better than me like try to get something for him before you can get nothing out of him but I don't think they're gonna do that yeah, well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens in the upcoming draft uh, this Thursday. But let's go ahead and get Wesley's opinion. I'm going to go ahead and get uh, Rudy's opinion last here. But Wesley, if the Spurs have the opportunity to move up in the draft, if they trade DeMar DeRozan, should they pull that trigger? 
Uh, a thousand percent, yes. And I say that because Joe, as you were alluding to in Carolina, too, they're not going to reach the, you know, the, the finals or get to that championship level uh, with him. Now, if they do believe that he can still be a part of that, the rumor that has that's come out recently is that they should try to lure Boogie Cousins in uh, no. and make a, a big, <laughs> big three with with you know DeRozan and uh, obviously. I hope they um, don't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm not down with that. If that. I don't. I don't put much stock into it. But if that's the case, if they're really going to try to to bring a a free agent in, maybe on the on the on the hush hush, maybe somebody who's like Cousins, who's got some injury prone issues that they could afford with that mid level exception, then you know that's one thing. But I, I just they don't have enough tools. Uh, they have. This is the only time that you know, as Carolina was saying, that they've had um, two first round picks since '87. They've got leverage, and and they've got to they've got to use it. I mean, this is the one time where the Spurs have gotten got to not be the Spurs. Um, they need to move up. This is a, a good draft, especially in the top you know twelve to fifteen picks that you could end up with a franchise changing player, uh, even if somebody as 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 upwards as number sixteen, where you could probably get a Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga. I mean, they don't have to move up that far, but I don't think that if they stand pat at nineteen and twenty nine that getting the steel draft picks that they've gotten is still going to be enough because as we know, you know, Popovich has said it for years, their goal every single year is to win a championship. Well, you can't look right now straight faced at everybody in, in the media and, and everybody's fans and say that because the tools right now just are not sharpened enough to get to that. So yeah, I think they, they need to pull that trigger. They should pull that trigger, whether it's for Bogdanovich and, you know, clearing up space and, trying to get into the into the uh, elite lottery area, they should do that. I, I truly believe it. All right, then. Rudy, we're going to go ahead and end the show with you. So we're going to get your opinion right before we end this. If the Spurs can get a top 10 pick for DeMar DeRozan, should they pull that trigger? No. Not for a top 10 pick, no. Because what you're looking for for DeMar DeRozan is you're looking for someone who's going to come in and who's going to give you the same type of play? Because you're going to miss his scoring, obviously. But if you're not going to be drafting in the top five, then there's no reason to trade DeMar DeRozan anywhere. Um, what if you get DeMar two first-round picks for him? What's that? What if you get two first-round picks for him? Well, if you're going to get two first-round picks, you've got teams like Boston, you've got teams like Atlanta that have multiple first-round picks. That's something different. Also, Cleveland has multiple first-round picks. Now, out of all those teams, Atlanta would probably be the best one to look at for DeMar DeRozan because he would go really good with Trey Young uh, and also with uh, Collins and uh, Kevin Huerta that's there as well. That would be a really good move if they were to do that and maybe try to get at least a 10th and, I don't know, 17th pick for him. If they can get the 8th, that will be good. But if you're talking about top 10 in the draft, th this draft is it's going to be a good draft. You're going to get – uh, you're not going to get a generational player. Zion Williamson is not a generational yeah, player. There's some good. LeBron there's some James. good players that you can develop. You're, what you're going to get in this draft is you're going to get you're going to get starters, and you're going to get guys that are going to give you most like good good minutes and give you really good play. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for this episode of the Two Shots Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And before we go ahead and end this podcast, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to plug themselves so you can follow them on social media. We'll start with the lovely Carolina Teague. Where can they go and converse with you on social media, Carolina? You can converse with me wherever you want to, honey. You can converse with me on Twitter at Carolina Teague underscore, on Instagram at Carolina Teague underscore. 
You can also follow me on Facebook, but I feel like I'm more fun on Twitter. Yeah, I believe so, man. You're you're a lot more fun on Twitter for some reason. We get the real Carolina Teague. That's when she comes out. <laughs> the the yeah, the real Carolina Teague is in the group chat. Oh yeah, that's true. True <laughs> that too. But you, there's there's a special uh way you can get in that group chat. So that's kind of closed <laughs> only for our closed circle of friends. So yeah. <laughs> that those are behind the scenes conversations. Why are you trying to put our business out there, Carolina? <laughs> because because that's and where the like, real conversations happen. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh, great. And Rudy, where can they get a, a hold of you and, uh, you know, converse with you on social media? Yeah, on Twitter, you can find me. It's at Sweep the League. Uh, Facebook, you can just refer and request me, uh, Rudy Compost Jr. I usually accept pretty much anybody unless you're an ex and I don't want to talk to you or anything like that. So um, outside of that. I, I am I, I am taking applications for stalkers. I've never had one, so I'd like to have a stalker once in my life. Um, no, but that's it. Just that was a and at Twitter is at Sweep the League. So just be on the lookout. We're doing a lot of good stuff uh, with Joe and the Two Shots Network. Yeah, and Wesley, where can they get a hold of you? Well, like you guys are talking about, you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook friend me and Wesley Perkins, uh, or just uh, my my sports stuff. I tend to post is all on Twitter. So at Wesley Perk. Um, Go Red Raiders! Just won their their second uh, game in the in the College World Series. So excited about that right now, and as well as the NBA draft coming up. All right, so that's about all the time we have for today. So for Carolina Teague, Rudy Campos Jr., and Wesley Perkins, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace. <laughs>